Inland Blue Studios. This is the Nerd Life Crisis Podcast with your hosts, Chris Thayer, Steve Hale, and Ron Miltz. I think so. All right, All right. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. All right, we're keeping that on. Uh, all right, guys. Hey, now look how loud you are. We can't use that. All right, let's try that again. All right, everybody. All right, that's still a little. Yeah. You'll be okay. Okay. All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerd Life Crisis <laughs> Podcast. Here with your host today, Chris Thayer. Oh no, Steve oh. Hale! The chair is empty. Uh, so we're we're having a, a a kind of an off day today. Uh, we're doing the Jack of All Nerds podcast tonight. Um, so uh, Steve, because you know he's got like a thousand children and what have mm-hmm. you, it's a bit mm-hmm. much for him to do both in one day. So Chris and I also uh, are, got some new equipment we're playing with. So it's just going to be the two of us today. Uh, we're going to run loose. We're going to run wild. We're going to have fun with it, you guys. Uh, Chris has got a cough as well. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's worse than normal. Yeah. So it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting podcast heard by all. So, but uh, we're excited to be here today. Uh, uh, Chris, are you excited to be here? This I morning? am so excited to be. here. Here, <laughs> so uh, we started our day off with the trip to Starbucks, and uh, uh, there was uh, Chris. You got the, the story that came out of your mouth has to be shared. Like that is the greatest thing ever, man. I told you like four stories, which <laughs> of course they're all uh, centered around Miss Darian because Dar- all Dar- roads lead to Darian. Darian's first order at Starbucks. I think you oh, got to open with that. Like, so it's I, too good. I wasn't there, but it's it's such an epic moment. Now this was maybe she must have been eight. Um, so what kind of eight year old is drinking Starbucks coffee? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it was not on my watch. Let me say <laughs> that um, explains a lot. Well, though. she wasn't drinking the coffee. She was drinking, we get the kids, the little shakes, the, um, the Frappuccino, like the vanilla bean without oh, okay. the bean. Right. So it's just a vanilla shake, but it's like an $8 vanilla shake. Cause it's Starbucks. <laughs> I hate that goddamn place so much. I can't even tell you I, at this point, like Darian has become the Starbucks bitch who like, I need Starbucks. Darian, get out the door. So, and, and she doesn't drive yet, so she has to like walk her ass down to the Starbucks, <laughs> which is probably about a mile, you mm-hmm. know, a, a good little walk. Um, but it's good because it gets her out of the house, and we don't have to listen to her, you know, wander around. Ma, ma, get the fire, get the fire. So yeah, we had to. Um, so anyway, the, the back to the story. So apparently, the girls all went to go get Starbucks. They were going somewhere, and um, they're ordering their ridiculous, you know, eight you know, uh, eight item process of the drink. You have to yeah. order like the stupid ass size. Cause it's never, it's like small, medium, large. They got their stupid ass sizes. So you have to tell them the size, you gotta tell them what it is you want. And then they have all these like specific changes they want to it, which is what drives me effing out of my mind. You can't just walk in and be like, I no. like a coffee. Yeah. No, I mean you, you can't it's no. like, what kind of coffee do you want? We have the Sumatra, blah, blah, blah. And we have the Ethiopian. Like, just give me the goddamn coffee. So they're ordering their like 15 different changes to the drink that they always do because it's got to be non-fat. It's got to be decaf. It's got to be no whipped creams or it's got to have extra whipped cream. It's got to have sprinkles. It's got to have caramel. All of that stuff drives me nuts. So they're going through this process of ordering these drinks. And Darian, who is eight, says, I would like a vanilla bean, uh, a tall vanilla bean with an extra shot of Filipino. (laughs) 
That's a true story. She actually did say that. That's what I love about it. Like in my, like the minute Chris tells me that story, I literally, I, I can imagine like going into a Starbucks and in the back, they've got like this Filipino guy that sits back yeah, there yeah. and his entire job is to like masturbate in a cup. <laughs> there you go. Eight, little, eight, eight year old little girl. He's like, here's your size shot of Filipino. Imagine if you get a lot of people that are like really into Filipino that day though. Yeah. They come in and yeah, they're he's like, he's tired. He's like, man, I need some, I just, can you get some juice over here? <laughs> some vitamin C, something. <laughs> I just, I need something, man. I'm, I'm drained. It's got a little pineapple taste to it today. I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> this is, I, you know what? This is a little saltier than normal. A little, this, little saltier. This is, this is really good. So it's thick. Yeah, they, they didn't blend it well enough not, this time. <laughs> not as much as one would hope, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, all roads lead to Darian. Uh, yeah, man. I, she is the uh, the absolute best at saying the absolute worst, most inappropriate thing at any given point. Well, I thought that would be a, a great fun way to tee the show off today. Yeah, uh, we're playing it fast and loose today. Uh, uh, without Steve, it's it's a little more informal than normal. Um, but what, what a big thing tonight? It's Oscar night. Um, so yeah, lot, like, I, I can't say I care. Really? Yeah, I like, really. I you know honestly, it's kind of like the Grammys or the American Music Awards or any of the. I just, I'm not interested. I'm so over the whole thing at this point. The Oscars is probably the one I care the most about. Right. Um, because at least there's still a little bit legitimacy to it. Okay. But it's like the Grammys, you cannot force me. I would gouge my eyes and my ears out than to sit and watch the Grammys. Really? I, I, I enjoy the Grammys. I hate that shit. Really? Because at this point, it's like the MTV Awards. Well, it's yeah. like one talentless piece of shit douchebag after another after another for four hours watching them celebrate how great they are don't hold back like tell me how you really feel i hate that shit dude (laughs) really the state of the music industry is so so bad right now that there are so few true nuggets of of talent anymore that like why are we even talking about kanye at this point the guy is a talentless piece of shit I, and I know I'm pissing people off, but I cannot stand this I, I don't know that you're pissing off anybody that listens to our uh, podcast. Maybe. But but why are we spending so much energy even inviting this jackass to the show? He is a celebrity, not a musician. I, I, I would actually say he's more of a performance artist at this point. Yeah. So And why did they give him like eight minutes on the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary special which was great by the way Uh, yeah the show was great it had moments where i had to fast forward through it Uh, like kanye's thing he the all i saw was he was laying on the floor it's just kanye and sia doing a song what the hell is this it's instantly fast forward look if that's not eight times fast forward uh, that's you're like i had to get through it as quickly as possible as quickly and at one point i was like maybe i'm being too judgmental and i push push play and i heard like Three notes, like no, it look, forward. It's it's completely auto tuned. Like the it's terrible. How many times are you going to use the same effect on your songs? Uh, well, I mean, that's what people want to listen to. They like somebody likes Kanye because they're buying his album. Uh, well, they're downloading it. I don't know if they're paying for it. So, well, the I mean, white kids in the suburbs are buying it, but that's about it. Somebody's somebody's doing it because he continues to make records and be fabulously wealthy. So <sighs> I don't get it, dude. I, I don't get what? it at all. And look, if that's not your and maybe cup I'm of tea, old. Yeah, but you know what? Everybody, there's so much uh, uh, out there for so many different people. It's like, uh, it's but like the last time, even Beck, dude. I mean, I, I have you totally, heard Beck's new album? I, t- I haven't. And I, I feel bad that I, um, I'm not bashing Beck. You shouldn't wreck on Beck. His new album is actually really good. So I, I just, I don't get the hype over Beck. 
he's I mean I, he's same thing with Jack White I mean they've got a little bit of talent they play their instruments I'll give them that I give them respect I just I don't get it it's just not your thing it. man it's not my thing I don't know if I would call that album of the year honestly a, it's a great album album though. of the year it's for me album. Foo Fighters Sonic Highways um I would have agreed with that but that's I <clears throat> I mean because I saw the process mm-hmm. yeah but that doesn't make the album have any more or less validity. I, I think on its own, it is a great record. And it shows incredible depth of influence. Sure. And they've, they've achieved... And I don't even like the Foo Fighters. Oh, oh. Like, oh. I, I'm not hurt, like a fan. You're hurting me now. No, I, I got nothing. To, I, I can listen to them. I bought the record. I love that record. Yeah. I like, start to finish. There's, the only song I didn't really enjoy as much... What's the song in Seattle that sounds too much like something out of the Nirvana catalog? Because you know how I feel about that. Um, but everything else was brilliant. Yeah. I, look, once again, I, I think the Grammys are a perfect example of how much music in, there is out there for everybody. A little something for everyone. And I, I, I liken it to when but I... where's the something for me, dude? That, you know what? That's why you get Sirius XM. Yeah, I guess. You switch over to whatever channel is to your liking. And literally, I can scroll through like 50 channels. Uh, and it's, it's that exact idea where every channel has something a little different. Just in the rock category, like I'll give you an example. Sirius XM has like, uh, it has like a 90s station. Yeah. It has... No, I get it. No, I no, know no. exactly. Like, just in rock, like just the different types of rock. You've got 90s. You've got no, uh, I know. I'm college. Familiar. Yeah, but with all that, like you're you, you're sitting here on one end being like, "Oh, this is terrible." Well, somebody really digs that. It's like I like EDM, like I like electronic dance music, and yeah, I, <laughs> I, it, I think it's a cool soundtrack. Sure, is what it is. Sure. But it's not something I would listen to intentionally. It just kind of adds to the mood of whatever else is going on. I, I, I look, I feel you on all those things, but my point being <laughs> that. Regardless of whether or not you want to watch the Grammys, all that music has validity. And somebody likes Kanye. Somebody out there really likes Kanye a lot. It just isn't in this room. That's all. It's- I think I want to change your statement that it all has validity Okay. to it all has appeal to somebody. No, because it doesn't make it valid. I, I think it just it's all gives valid. it appeal. Well, who are we to judge whether or not it's valid? I, I'm a musician. Oh, okay. I didn't. Well, <laughs> and I'm going to judge. I'm a consumer. So as right. a consumer, I give your. So it has a consumeristic appeal to some people. I'll give you an example. We put out a podcast. Our podcast is no less valid than like Adam Carolla or Kevin Smith or any of those guys that are on the high end of podcasts. Okay. Because. I feel we have a substance and a quality to our podcast okay. that is not just like three jackasses sitting in their room with a computer. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what we are. <laughs> I don't think that's what we are, dude. Well, today we're only two jackasses, right. but in general, right. I'm pretty sure we're just three jackasses. No, I'm not saying we're like the, the comedic geniuses of the 21st century or anything. Well, I disagree with that because I definitely <laughs> think right. we are. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but, I, but I do think that we're not just... You know, sitting here bullshitting and and just because we have the ability, we're doing it. And I think that's part of the problem is the music industry is creating the superstars of today. They're not nurturing and helping the stars to become who they want to be. Yeah, but do you think it's any different them. than it has been for the last Absolutely. 60 years? Absolutely. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. Those artists in and this is going like old man style here. The industry was different. Look at the Temptations. Okay. The Temptations put out 
how many singles mm-hmm. before they had their first hit? You're talking about 15 tunes or something. Yeah, I, but I'm they, not, they sold to somebody. Somebody was buying those records. They weren't. They had to. They had the, the luxury of not being successful. Okay. And they were talented. But you're talking about like... Super talented. You're talking about one group in like this giant machine. All of, all of that era, you were given the chance to develop as an artist. Now, yeah, they molded them to make yeah. them marketable, I, but... I disagree. Like a right thousand percent. Right now, if you don't have a hit with your first record, you're dropped. Well, there's no... There's no leeway anymore. There's mm-hmm. no money for the record industry anymore. That's part of the problem. Like there, if there the was, problem. if they were still, you know, selling albums, it would be a different state. But I mean, yeah, but you're selling concert tickets, and that's exactly it. You got to have a, you got basically, if you're going to get signed, you got to have either the a possibility <laughs> that you turn into something very quickly, or you got to already have something. Yeah, you got to be like the Alabama Shakes who come mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. have molded themselves into something over the years on their own. One of the few bands that's happening right now in the mainstream. That actually has talent and drive and... I think a lot of these bands have talent and drive. I, don't know I that just lot, don't dude. think they're for you. That's all. I, I, don't, I don't agree. I don't think the talent level is there anymore. I think we're manufacturing people with the auto-tune. You know, used correctly, not like whacking the shit out so you sound like Kanye and <laughs> using it wrong or Cher. When did Cher become like the cool standard for like the rap community? I don't know. Because that's what he is. He is the share of the rap community. That's really what it is. Let's be realistic about it. Well, all right. So Chris... And I don't say it as a... Fuck Kanye, dude. Oh, well. And that's like the first F-bomb I've dropped the entire run. <laughs> that's not true. <clears throat> okay, the only F-bomb that's made it to the final cut. That is also not true. <laughs> Look... At the end of the day, Kanye, if you want to come on the show, I know you'll be listening to this. Don't I, come in, dude. I, I, there was a, I'm you looking, are not welcome at my house. You I, can record at your studio. I, well, I, and you know what? I, I am okay with that as well. No, fuck that, dude. <laughs> we can lay down some tracks. No thanks, dude. His, his door is probably worth more than everything dude, in this I am, room. <laughs> I am not selling my soul to Satan so I can have him on the podcast. I'm not doing it. Oh, really? I'd be okay with that. Like mm-hmm. I, Just for one time? We'd end up in a fist fight. Why? Because he's a jackass. But you don't know that. I do know that. Everything that I have seen and heard and read points to the fact that he's a jackass. Um, I, I, I think his persona might be a jackass. Okay. But That's he might be a real likable guy. You know, every joke has an ounce of truth to it. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So even if he's 10% the jackass he appears, I still wouldn't want to be in a room with him. Okay. All right. I got you. And maybe I'm just being overly harsh because... You're feeling ultra bitter this morning? Yeah, I don't know, dude. There's no joy in my heart. <laughs> it's because we went to Starbucks. Like, yeah. after going to Starbucks, Chris is like, he was perfectly happy before Starbucks. I was totally chill. And then post-Starbucks, he's all riled up. His blood dude, is riled up. I hate up. that place. And you know what? Dude, I'm there's not some really kids weird. on your lawn. You want to go yell at them to get off? Get off my lawn. <laughs> There's gophers out there, too. The uh, yes. Back. Gopher Wars Part 2 is starting, mm-hmm. to, starting to occur. So. G-W-I-I. So, it's on. Um, so anyways, back to the Oscars, which is where this started. Uh, I, I am a Oscar whore and I am super excited for tonight's telecast, even though I'm only going to get to watch half and then I'll come home and watch the rest of it after we get done on the Jack of all nerds. Um, what do you mean, man? Uh, you know, I'll probably watch it at the Oscars. They're the least annoying. Um, cause at least the people there generally have a lot of talent. Yeah. Yeah. I can deal with that. And a, a good number of them that win, are fairly humble. Right. You know, they see this as I get a little recognition. This gives me a bump in my career. 
but it's not like, look how amazing I am. And that's where the, this differs yeah. from all of the other award shows. I agree with that. You know? But I mean, they still do. There's still quite a bit of back padding going on. But Of course. But how many of them go up there and say, you know what? I totally deserve this for my performance. And mine was better than everybody else in this category. None, you be, never hear none that. because it's a different it's a different world. Like they need each other to continue working. Yeah. Whereas in the music industry, you just can continue to put out music. Mm-hmm. Kanye don't need anybody else at this point. He needs none yeah. of the other artists that are sitting <laughs> in that room. Whereas as an actor, I don't know. He's sure making a lot of money teaming up with all these different artists. Well, I mean that's because he's smart. Like at the very least, he. I don't know if he's smart, but somebody's smart who's producing his sure. ass. It, who, what, somebody is making a truckload of cash off mm-hmm. of that guy and I'm alright with that like, here's American how that dream. conversation goes so Sia um, we got this idiot over here Kanye who's not been doing anything relevant for a couple of years and you've had some hits why don't we put you on his record we'll give you a shitload of money and uh, you know it'll be a win win for everybody you know and, and because he's such a jackass all the time you'll of course be in the press with him you know <laughs> Because he teamed up with you recently. So, all right. Win-win for me. So what you're telling me is if Kanye West came to you and was like, Chris Day, I want to be on your next record. Like, we, we are going to do... You come and do a single with me, and I will help you blow up. You would say no. I would say no. You're a liar. You're a straight out I'm not liar. doing it. I'm That's, not doing it. The guy's why would you not do that? I, honestly, if, if I talked to him... And I saw that all... No, I couldn't do it, dude. I could you, not live with myself. You know, you totally could. No, I couldn't. I it, couldn't. If it bounces you into a whole other stratosphere... Like, At what cost? Well, but let's put it this way. If, if we were to have Kanye West on the podcast, like, how much do you think our hits would go up in one month? I would maybe consider that... Just so I could be a dick to him in Look, the studio. There would no be there would be no maybe about it. I'd be like, dude, Kanye is coming on, and that is my guest for the month. <laughs> you need to figure it. Like, shut your mouth, sit there, Barry Gibbish, and and be quiet <laughs> because Kanye is coming. All right. Just how cool would it be? The the limo pulls up in front of the the studio. He gets out <laughs> in Redlands. <laughs> Jerry Hinsall does says, says something stupid to him. You I, know? I would only do it. If, if he agreed to use auto tune the entire time, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> So, all right. So and, well, and as long as he left Kim at home, then maybe. I oh no, no. I think he needs. No, to, she cannot come. She needs to go and she needs to go and <laughs> sun in your above ground pool. <laughs> no, no, she's not allowed over here. Uh, she I, she epitomizes everything I don't want my daughters to be. Oh, I'm okay. I agree with that. Like, nobody, I don't want them to even see her. Nobody wants their daughter to turn into a whore. Like, nobody wants yeah. that. But as a man, I'm okay with her existing. Mm, yeah, whatever. I don't, uh, she can exist. She can be successful. Yeah. I just don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, okay. That's fine. The, the two of them together are, are two-thirds of the axis of evil in our, our culture, Ooh, our society. Are you really going to go that far? I, I really think in so. A world, in a world with Vladimir Putin and uh, ISIS, you're going to go if with you Kanye. Put, and- if you put them with either one of those entities, then you have the complete evil. Oh. Because Gateway she, to hell is, opens she up. represents everything that a woman shouldn't be, and he represents the worst of what a man can be. Okay. 
Like, I have no strong feelings about this one way or another. I'm just telling you. Like, some people have great... Which is so weird, because I have strong feelings about so many things that we talk about. But, like, people bring up Kanye West, and I'm all... I just... He doesn't exist in my dojo. Like, he just doesn't... And people are like, oh, I hate Kim Kardashian, because she... And I'm like, I don't really care. Like, in my stratosphere... It's it's in the Paris Hilton vein. Same thing. It doesn't exist in my stratosphere. People who are... Given, see, but that's the problem is I don't know if you spend as much time with with young impressionable kids. I, I who, do, but who follow Kim Kardashian's yeah, Twitter page? It is no different. Like once again, it is no different them following <laughs> those people than when uh, Mike, not when we were young because it was even before our time. But like Madonna, like when people followed Madonna, or it's a little different though. Not really. I mean, Madonna was still putting out an image, but she was an actual performer. Sure. She actually was contributing to the world. She was breaking down barriers in a lot of ways. Okay. She was getting conversations started about, you know, yeah, but empowerment and I'll, people's bodies and the perception in our culture. You're just not... It, it you're, was... You're not 17. It was different. Yeah, but you're not 17 and 18 years old. Yeah, but here's the difference, man. Madonna was a very different entity than Miley Cyrus. There was this sincerity and, and an honesty to what she was doing... And what they're doing now, the Miley Cyruses and the Kim Kardashians and the Paris Hiltons. Oh, see, I think it's they wrong. They are an imitation. I think it's wrong of you to put Miley Cyrus in the same category with those other two, though. Because Miley Cyrus actually has talent. Okay. And I will give but, you her performance on the SNL 40. Because Elena is... That's the only performance yeah, she's but done. Elena is literally sitting there and she goes, oh, wow. And I go, what's wrong? She goes... I- I don't hate this. She's all, I actually really like it. Yeah, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. Well, but I mean, that's... I, but in a career, since she was a child, she has one like valid moment of performance. Not that she, you know, the Hannah Montana stuff wasn't, I mean, it was what it was. My point was when she started getting older, mm-hmm. she tried to mimic the Madonna shock. She's brilliant. She's not brilliant. No, she's brilliant. She is like, a soulless imitation, which has lost everything that was sexy, no, everything was pro- no. provocative, and it's just offensive. No, they've she, lost that step. She broke out of the mold of a child star. Oh, you know what? Really? Because name name all the Britney other- Spears, Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, okay, Britney Spears, Justin Bieber. Wait, wait, wait. But all every those, one of them did. Yeah, but all those people took a big step at some point and broke out of. The cocoon that they were trapped in as a child star. Like, so the, what? Uh, look, look at Justin Timberlake. He's the only one of those five guys that has done anything since the end of that band, okay? Or the end of that music act, all right? Uh, Britney Spears, tr- like, she never really broke out of what? her adolescence. She never did. What? All of her albums were, it's like the same stuff. You're reliving that she's never grown as an artist past that moment. Like, she's but still. But she's not much of an artist, is what you're missing. Okay, but that's. Britney Spears is in with that same group. But that's what I'm saying with Miley Cyrus. Look, I am not. I, I could not name a Miley Cyrus song <laughs> if my life depended Seriously. on it. Seriously. But. I guess uh, she's the Wrecking Ball one, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I can do Wrecking Ball. But not because of the song, because of the video. No, because the song is kind of catchy. Yeah, whatever. Look, you can't, once again. It's pap, dude. The the mere fact that you don't like it doesn't mean that it does not have any sort of credit to it. The simple fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, she broke through a barrier. The same way that Katy Perry has. At a certain point, like, Katy Perry could have been the, I kissed a girl and I liked it, did her one hit and walked away. But at the end of the day. I'll give you Katy Perry. Yeah, but I'll give you. She's got some talent. Yeah, but so does Miley Cyrus. Okay. She turned herself. She is a. There's a difference between Katy Perry and Miley Cyrus. She is a beanpole 
that has no curves at all that somehow Zero. turned herself into a sex symbol. Yeah, I so don't know how, about all that. How does, how does somebody do that? Somebody I don't is know, a she, brilliant marketer. Here's the difference. She hasn't been turned into a sex symbol. She's been turned into a trollop. I, I disagree. Totally. Di- there is nothing sexy about her. And you're that's look, my point. You're looking through your old man glasses. Like, no, dude. I'm telling you, man. Madonna at the time was sexy. Sure. There was a, I'm talking before she put out the book with her nude and the whole thing. This is going way back before sure. she got older. Like in the 80s. At Miley Cyrus's age. Sure. She had a sexiness to it. It was a mystique, but it was also some soul to it. And I hate Madonna. Don't get me wrong. I cannot stand any of her music. Okay. But, and her acting, don't get me started. <laughs> but Miley Cyrus <laughs> What's skipped that wait, a wait, wait, step. Wait, wait, we wait. went from <laughs> child star to the total naked stage. And, yeah, but, and we lost all of the provocative stuff we? in between. But did we though? Yes, yes we Because did. here's the thing that I... We skipped it. We went straight to, to offensive... And shocking. You're condemning. You're condemning an artist who is still in her early twenties, who has not even grown into the. Look, she has not even grown into the artist that she's going to be. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Let's hope because it sucks. Well, because the problem is when you end up with somebody like like because Britney Spears put out some albums later, but she was still feeding off that persona that she had when she was eighteen. She's yeah. like, no matter what. I don't like, know why we're even talking about Britney Spears. Well, because you brought it up in the conversation. She's so. Look, she can't even sing. <laughs> Here's what I love. I love that I'm trying to have a conversation about the Oscars and you're getting ramped up about Miley Cyrus. <laughs> like, this is this is the hilarity of it. No matter so what. the Oscars. At the end of the day, these people have validity whether or not you like them. And I respect Miley uh, Cyrus because she's, dude, she took something that could have very easily ended like the Mandy Moores that came before her. There's somebody who's got some talent. Yeah, but she all the talent in the world doesn't make up for a lack of marketing. Yeah, but Mandy Moore's got an acting career. Does she, though? Yeah. What's the last thing she was in that you could name? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember the time. I didn't see him. But I, she hasn't done anything in a while. No, she was... I, I can't think of the titles of them because it's not my thing. But... But she's done some stuff. Okay, but one high-profile thing that she's done in the last five years. I don't know, dude. Well, exactly. Know. She's, like, making guest stars on Criminal Minds and shit like that. Like That's, that's cool, though. Sure, no problem. But that's not, that's not Miley I'm Cyrus. I'm not saying she's a superstar. She's got a career. Yeah, but she ain't on the same page as Miley Cyrus. I didn't say that. Well, but that's She's that's more talented. Well, is she, though? Yeah. All right. Have you checked out her later records? I have not. Yeah. You should and check them out, dude. They're cool. I mean, they're, they're like, kind of mellow... You know, singer songwriter stuff. It's it, look, you're in a tree. If, if a tree falls in the woods territory here, <laughs> because like she could put out the greatest album ever, and if, <laughs> if nobody has heard it, what's it matter? You it, know, it, it matters because that's the problem. Come back to my original point. You've got all of these talentless people being celebrated by the world when you have all of these really talented people who are putting out amazing work. And I, I can't speak to the Beck thing. And if his album is great, then, you know, that's one of those shining examples of maybe we can get some recognition to somebody who deserves it. All right. All right. So back to the Oscars. Uh, finally saw Birdman. Uh, which, I haven't seen it. Which touches kind of, it, it in a way, does and does not touch on what we are into here. Yeah. Um, the, the It's not a comic book movie at all. No. And I know they tried to, they sold it a little bit yes, like that. Yes, they did. And they got some people in, but that is not what it's about at all. Um, 
you know, they I'm, show that clip on the commercial of him flying off the building and whatnot. And it's like, come on, dude. As, I mean, that's not a big part of the movie. Like, <laughs> no. it's just not. Um, but no, I knew that, you know, just from the previews. Like, this is not what this movie's about. Yeah, but they gotta, they gotta pull, they gotta sucker some folk. In. Yeah, you know, somebody, somebody went and saw that movie expecting to see Michael Keaton as a new superhero, and Batman. That is not what they got. I'm Birdman. Well, here's the best. The best part about it is his Birdman voice <laughs> that they do. It's totally the Christian Bale Batman voice. That's hilarious. <laughs> You know, uh, and he's like in the movie, like the uh, the Birdman alter ego is like wrecking on the Avengers. He's like, I was the first one. Like, yeah, <laughs> they're all pale imitations to me. Da, 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 da. So, but uh, but yeah, and and I was here's the uh, and get, not getting into specifics or any spoilers in the movie. Yeah, don't do it. I'm gonna watch it in the next like week or so. Well, Elena, uh, the missus and I were talking about it, and it was like the reason the movie works so well. Uh, for a variety of reasons, but the number one reason for me that I like, I was able to completely buy into, you know, because the silliness of this superhero, because it is a silly superhero and the costume is interesting. It, it's yeah. just like, yeah. But um, because Michael Keaton was Batman, yeah, like it has this validity to it. Like you're Isn't that watching crazy? it, yeah. I you totally tell that from from watching it. Yeah, yeah, you're watching it and you're like, this. I I get the sense that like this is I could watch this actor struggling with like the late half of his life, yeah. you know, and and a part how of how much me, truth is there in this? And that's this a good film. question. Like Michael Keaton struggles as an actor, you know. Yeah. This is a guy that at one point was in Batman. Like he was literally Batman for two Dude, movies. He was Batman. He was Mister Mom. He yeah. was Gung Ho. He yeah. was he was the hottest thing out for a couple of years. I, and you know, and it's funny because the uh, the further we get away from uh, that that cycle, the Tim Burton cycle the more uh, uh, stuff comes out that, of the possibilities of the third Batman that was yeah. going to be. And uh, uh, I'm always sad that it never happened, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I, well, look, Batman Returns, Tim Burton, like, totally screwed the pooch on that movie. Like, that movie was about the Penguin. Yeah. And it made, you know, with guest appearances by Batman, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I've always felt that way. It's not a bad movie. It just isn't Batman, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and they Danny wanted, DeVito was just too hard to look at, dude. Well, and but the WB they wanted made him to, so gross. They did, and and in what's funny is we're watching Gotham right now, and there's yeah. a really fun ver- version of Penguin. Yeah, who's not grotesque. He's still kind of gross, but he's not grotesque. He's not grotesque. And Tim Burton's in love with the grotesque. Yes, right? he is. So, but and and so in my mind, I sit there and I wonder, like, what could have, what would have been different, you know, if. Basically, you would have taken that version. Like, what if you'd have just eliminated Penguin from the second movie altogether? What if it would have just been Catwoman and Batman and the, uh, 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 you know, uh, Christopher Walken? Thank you. I was like, more cowbell guy. Yeah, more. Uh, what if uh, what if it was just the three of them? Like you, I think you would have ended up with a much more interesting film. That would maybe have, that well, that would have serviced the Batman mythos more. I you think know? I think you're right. Like it's, it was too much. And as the Batman movies went on in that whole cycle, you just started adding more and more characters that just they didn't need to be there. Yeah, like how many villains can we throw into one movie? Well, I how think, many heroes? I think the third movie uh, takes some un- because the fourth movie is so bad. The third movie gets some of that. Yeah, um, Jim Carrey is fine as the Riddler. Like I, I yeah, but how many characters did you have in there? You had Tommy Lee Jones, it's Tommy you had Lee Jimmy, Jones, Jim Carrey. Uh huh. Um, you also had 
another female character that you was had important. the Drew Barrymore that they, they yeah. had no, but they had no lines. Wasn't that Poison Ivy? No, Poison Ivy was the fourth. See, but that's exactly it. The Joel, oh, it was uh, the Joel Schumacher one. That fourth one is yeah. so bad yeah. that it, in people's minds it blends together with the third one. Now, when so. did, when did Alicia Silverstone and Chris O'Donnell? Chris come O'Donnell in? came in on the third one, and then the fourth the fourth was, one had Alicia Silverstone. Oh god, that was when they were invading and Arnold. When he goes, holy rusted metal, Batman. And he's like, what? And he goes, no, the ground, it's holy and it's got rusted metal. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what have these movies turned yeah, into? You yeah, know? that was that was C-3PO having his head dragged no, behind him. No, and that was, that was how bad that was. <laughs> stop it. So. I don't know. I, <laughs> you were saying so. So. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Let me... I don't. I, I. I don't want to hear about. We're not doing Star Wars all right, today. All right. No Star. I'm Wars. okay with that. No I'm Star okay. Wars today. I'm totally off the Star Wars thing at this point. I've forgotten it until right now, because um, I'm not watching the the Rebels. I'm. I'm That's right. Like, We're not talking about Star Wars today. No, We're talking about what, what I am thinking about is uh, there was a there was a meme on um, Facebook of Iron Man like chilling on the couch uh-huh. from whatever the third one or whatever it was. And it says, everybody's freaking out over Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm sitting here waiting for Age of Ultron. You know, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at at this point. Is uh, I'm ready for the next Marvel joint to come out. Yeah, you know? I, I'm with you. I mean, I think this year is going to be good as far as with Ant-Man and uh, Age of Ultron. Um, Wait, but, Ant- Ant-Man? Oh, okay. Anyways, back to Birdman. So, <laughs> Oh, there's more on Birdman. No, okay. no. I, I actually wanted to talk a little bit more about the Oscars. Did you see any of the other? Uh, did you see Imitation Game? Nope. Uh, at the Alan Turing story, fantastic. Did you see uh, Theory of Everything? No, I can't watch that because Carrie will suddenly feel like she's developing those symptoms. And... <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. And I'm, I'm not like being funny. She's she's very open to suggestion for illnesses and stuff. Okay, so all it, of a sudden she has a. You're well, all, here's the. Here's, I think you have Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> honestly, dude, she she. That's one of those ones oh, that Chris. I'm coming down with the case of ALS, man. Dude, it's 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 not funny, dude. I. <laughs> And I'm the same way. I'm, I start to like feel symptoms when somebody starts feeling symptoms. Uh, I totally have that impressionable mind. Um, but this, like, real quick, she, uh, she, you know, we both have this cold right now. I'm sure you and, do. And uh, she's been fighting it for a few days longer than me because she gave it to me. You got an acute case of ALS, right? No, so. no, dude. Um, when, and, when's uh, the wheelchair coming? No, Are you gonna... dude, shut up. <laughs> so she was over at her mom's. And, of course, oh, her mom has it to the nth degree far, you know, worse than we do. And, uh, of course there's measles and redlands, um, out of the target. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody got it from the target or the, somebody had, it went to the target. So now anybody who's gone to target now has the measles. According Fucking to her anti-vaxxers, mom. man. Yeah. Ruin so, it forever. That's so why we can't have nice things. Almost convinced her that she has the measles. Um, and, and she said, she sat there, she went, I don't have the measles. She was like convincing herself that she doesn't have the measles. Well, did and she, I'm was like, she vaccinated? No, you, well, and that's. This is actually a legit thing for her. I'm not like making fun. When she was young, her mom told her that they had to do the vaccine a couple of times because it wasn't taken or something. So, I mean, that's a legit how do you concern. Know that, okay. I don't know. How do you know I don't that, know. I'm just, I'm just going with crazy grandma. Ooh, you know. This vaccine didn't take. We should do this again. Yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a bad episode of Helix or something. <laughs> oh, I was going to give you the, this measles vaccine, but it didn't take. Yeah. Well, the, uh, both fantastic films. Uh, but the movie I wanted to talk to you about, have you seen Whiplash? No, but I want to. Whole okay. Elena and I went last week and saw Whiplash. Is it still in the theaters? Yeah, it's out there. You can find it. Um, fucking great, dude. Great. I've heard mixed reviews on it. No, great. A lot of my musician friends. It's it's real down the middle. 
Um, one of the criticisms I read on it was that um, it's just abuse. It it's is. just abusive, and that kind of approach doesn't make you a better player. But that's the point down. of the movie. So if you know... Okay, we can... Spoiler alert. So we're going to talk about Whiplash for a minute here. So kind of the whole <laughs> point of the movie is this idea of th- this guy, and he's like the teacher, the conservatory mm-hmm. teacher, and he's like, I, I, I want to create like this one great artist. Like I want to be the one that teaches this guy and puts greatness into the world. I don't want to put just okay. Like he, he's all, uh, he goes the great, the, he's all the greatest sin that's ever been committed against the world is the, uh, the phrase good enough. Yeah. He's like quite literally, he's like that. He's like, that's good enough. He's like, because in my world, none of that exists. And yeah. the, the methods that he uses are draconian, yeah. you know, against yeah, it's these, pretty brutal. against these young kids. So as you're watching the movie, you're watching it and you're going like, this is rough, man. Like, yeah. I, especially as somebody that has worked with teenagers, mm-hmm. and, you know, and you're like, I'm in here being impressionable. I would never treat anybody this way, but I would want to, but here's the problem. Some of these kids are assholes, but and I would love to do that. <laughs> here's <laughs> the problem though, is that at the end, he has this moment where he he gets the kid in front of an audience mm-hmm. and he, uh, he, he basically had set him up. He goes, Oh, you know, he goes after all this bullshit had happened and both of them are gone. Now you're not spoiling this for me. Are you? I am. So, um, <laughs> but, all right. but, um, you're still gonna, not going to dislike yeah. the movie right. because I, I already knew before we got to the end as well. So he sets him up and he gets him in there and he's like, in front of this packed house, yeah. you know, and it's like, this is an opportunity guys, because it's a big band. He goes, you know, there's people out there. You can pick up your next gigs, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And he, he's like, we're going to, all right guys, well, we're going to do a new number. And the drummer's going through it. He don't have the sheet music for the oh, number they're about to play. That sucks, dude. So, That's like nightmares. Yeah. So he starts it off and everybody else pulls out the sheet music and he's and he doesn't have it. So he's trying to play. And he just fails miserably. Oh, that sucks. So he gets up and he walks away <laughs> because he's been embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And he goes over and stuff happens. And then he comes. But then he makes that. He has that moment where he's like, fuck you. Like, yeah. you're not going to embarrass me. Yeah. So he goes back over and he sits down. And he just, he, he goes and he starts to play Whiplash. Mm-hmm. And he's like. He's playing it from memory because he's got this shit memorized. Mm-hmm. And he just starts going. He's like, he goes into this drum solo and he starts, and, and everybody's just kind of looking at him because it's unannounced, yeah. right? But what ends up happening is he suddenly takes control of his own destiny, yeah. right? And <clears throat> he looks at the bassist and he's like, the upright bass, he goes, I'll tell you when to come in. And then mm-hmm. the guy's all, he's like, I will fucking end you, da 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 da. And he like hits the cymbal and tries to hit him in the head like while he's playing, yeah. just ignores him. And he basically has this moment. Where he becomes this brilliant thing. Yeah. And then the guy that's the teacher finally has what it is he's looking for. Yeah. And they connect in this moment where, and you're like, so then you got to ask yourself, was it wrong what yeah. he did? Because yeah. he basically pushed this kid into greatness where he would have just been good enough before. Yeah. So it, it's, and, but J.K. Simmons, oh, he's so good. A guy that is so likable as J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> yeah. is so unlikable yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And you just want to punch him in the face. I, you know, and I've, I've seen a lot of musicians who have that mentality that, that it's never good enough. And I'm, I'm in, to a certain extent, I'm never satisfied with a performance. It's always, it always could be better. And I think that's important as an artist that you always want to grow. Um, there's that old story about Laurence Olivier. I'm sure mm-hmm. you've heard it where, you know, he comes off stage and it's the most amazing performance he's ever given. 
And they look for him and they can't find him backstage. And he's underneath the dressing table, whatever, the, the makeup table. And he's sobbing uncontrollably. And they're like, what the hell's wrong with you? That was the most amazing performance I've ever seen. And he says, yes, I know. And I'll never be able to do better than that. You mm-hmm. know? And, and I think that's, it's a nice story, but I think it's probably bullshit. Because no artist that I know has ever gotten to a point where they're like, this is the best I will ever be. Well, if, what if you have that moment, though, that it's the best? Yeah, yeah. Like, what if you literally get, and you're like, I will never be as good as I was at that moment, you know? I just don't, I, maybe as you get older, you know, it, when you, you know, get past your prime. But I just don't, I don't see that as being necessarily, I don't know, whatever. Um, maybe musicians, um, just because of the, the ability um, the dexterity involved, but as an actor, I don't see that as a possibility. You constantly can get better unless your mind fails, and right. you don't know any different anyway. Well, um, but my original point was, I know a lot of musicians who are um, very driven like that, and they'll like my my old choir director in high school. He hardly ever plays his saxophone, and he was pretty good. Um, but you know, you would invite him to come out and sit in with with the band or whatever. And he, he, a lot of times would say, no, I, I just can't do it. I haven't been, I haven't been practicing enough. And he'll go home and he'll practice his horn for like four five, eight hours, you know, in a day. And it's like, dude, at what point does this become, you know, that's less a, about playing music and more about, you know, that's a mental block though. Maybe, but you know, I have friends who practice like that. Mm. They practice for hours, you know, they'll just play scales and shit and, and play along with records and, and, uh, that's what they like to do, man. But, it, but it's not for the love of it. It's for the, the, they call it woodshedding, right. you know, it's for the sake of woodshedding mm-hmm. and I practice, you know, I come out and I play and, and you know, there's, there's no better practice than playing gigs for me. Right. You know, I mean, we have occasional rehearsals, but I'll practice in between. Um, but I, I just, I never really kind of understood that, that need to be the most amazing instrumentalist yeah, but yeah, it's on also, the planet. Maybe just because I know I'll never be that person. Don't you think a fear of failure also goes along with that hand in hand? Because it's like, I, I mean, a lot of people uh, are gripped by that fear. And that's what stops them from like moving I forward. don't have that. You, no. But, I have like zero fear. I mean, I, per- I have perfectly, fear. Perfectly evident by the fact that you went back to do stand-up <laughs> after the first time you did it. Oh my God. Well, and I knew going in it was going to be a failure. Now, I, you know, look, when I was 19, I tried to do stand up yeah. and I went a couple times and it just, I was, ter- I was not good. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think now, I think if I went like on Monday night to Wix, I could probably do, I'm sure you would, I could do 12 minutes easily yeah. and it wouldn't even phase me. And no. I would just be like, no big deal. No. But at the end, but I have like, I have no great desire to get up in front of an audience, you know? Yeah. And, and, and try 12 minutes of, you know, even five minutes, you know? But I, I like it to feels write. like a long time up there, man. Look, dude, I, I mean, you've like, done theater, you know. Oh yeah, I just love to write jokes. That's yeah. fine. But yeah. I know how to play an audience too, mm-hmm. you know. But the problem is that at my age, like, and especially with where I am now, uh, you know, it might be something that I have to do because it's my only outlet. Yeah, you know, yeah. because it's like, you know, it just you you want to continue to perform, but the types of things I like to do, they're just not available to me yeah. anymore. Yeah. So well, and that's that's kind of how I'm looking at. The stand-up thing is you don't... It's not necessarily a young guy's game. No. You don't have to be young. Look at Louis C.K. He's one of the most successful comics right now. But it took a long time for him to get there. Okay. But it's not like the music industry where how many old musicians start now... None. At age 40 or age 50 and they suddenly become... Superstars, it's not going to happen. But in stand-up, that can happen for you. Yeah. And and that's one of the reasons I've always kind of liked the blues Mm -hmm. is that... 
as you get older, you gain credibility, right. you gain juice. As a kid, you have a little bit because it's a novelty. And there's a lot of really talented kids that, that have recorded in this room um, that are doing pretty well for themselves. But once they turn 21, no one's going to give two shits, dude. Because they're not They're 17. not. They're not. Yeah. I mean, Joe yeah. Bonamassa was the same way. He was a young kid. Johnny Lang was the same way. Mm-hmm. And people love them as, as they are now as adults. But they don't have near the popularity they had. Right, right. However, when they become 50. Like they'll have tons of popularity. They, yeah. they will if have. If they can make it that long. They, yeah. They will have that cred of a lifetime of mileage, mm-hmm. you know. So comedy is kind of the same thing for me. And it's a logical jump. And I was telling you this earlier that, you know, I have a theater degree. So it's, it's a logical bridge going from the theater world, which I don't even, you know, get involved in much anymore. Right, right. Just because of the time. This is kind of like theater light for me where I don't have to go and do, you know, eight weeks of rehearsals and memorize my lines. I can, you know, work on my stuff and it's individual, you know? Well, and I think that's one of the reasons that it's appealing to so many people, which is why there's yeah. comedy everywhere, oh, especially yeah. stand-up comedy. Yeah, know? it's so. it's a lot more pervasive than I realized. It is. And there's it, a comedy night, like, everywhere. Right, and there's a lot of, but there's a lot of bad comedy <laughs> oh, nights of course. everywhere, you know, and that's, that's well, the hard part. I, I think I told you this, the first time I went to go check out Wix, it was like there were eight comics in a row that bombed, like, no response at all. <laughs> In a row. And that was the night I was going to, you know, go up. And I was like, I'm not going up. <laughs> I just forget this. After the third one, I'm like, holy shit. Well, I'm learning some lessons right now. What not to do. You well, know? And, and sometimes it doesn't matter. And it's how you work, too. I mean, you got to know your audience. Yeah. Like, a lot of times people are just getting up there. And, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, the guy that's been doing the same stuff for three years, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you, you're going you're gonna to have guys that it, maybe people in the room have heard that <laughs> act. And it's like... You know, it's like maybe it's funny the first time, but you know, yeah. but a lot of these, a lot of these guys, their goal is to hone. Yeah. And I understand that 20 that's, minutes. You that's know? hard for me because I like to keep it fresh. I'm an improviser, you know, and, mm-hmm. and with music, that's one of the lures of blues music is that it's an improvisational art form. The music is not complicated, right? Intentionally simplified so that you can improvise and you can interact with the audience. It just, it seems like a logical leap for me. I just don't know if I'm any good at it yet. Eh, you'll get there. All right. Well, let's move on from that. Uh, we had our Sorry. little bit of, no, that's all right. It's Oscar Sunday. We had our little bit of Oscar talk. Uh, there's a little bit of coughing going on in the mm-hmm. room today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, we're just free forming it today. We're having a good time. Yeah. So a uh, mm-hmm. couple things that I wanted to get an update on uh, for you and for me, and because Steve doesn't watch the things we watch. Yeah. But how are you feeling about Agent Carter at this point? Six episodes, I love it, seven dude. episodes in. Is it, now, is it going to continue? Is it 12 uh, episodes? Or it's what? only eight. We only got eight because we got the two hour oh. premiere and then six more. And so next week should be the last one. Oh, so, that sucks. I, you know what, though? I, I, I don't want it to end. I, I've really enjoyed it a lot. The high point for me was the, uh, uh, the not last week's, but the week before yeah. when the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, Come on, the the, the hell uh, the guys from World War Two. Why can't I think of their name this morning? Um, oh, the Hellblazers. That, no, not the Hellblazers. That's <laughs> oh that's yeah, yeah, that's Constantine. Um, the uh, why 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 am I losing? I know what you're talking about. Okay, the, the World War Two guy. For you, Captain America fans out there, we're very sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how I'm not coming up with this. I don't know either. Especially the Howling Commandos. The Howling Commandos. Thank you. Um, but how the Howling Commandos? That episode to me, like. I, I hate to say it, but I want more of that. Like I don't really. Oh my god! I, I love thought it. it was okay, but honestly, the story for me really changed last week 
when the chief finally recognized, wow, she's the one that's done all this. Yeah, well, too when bad she finally he, he came didn't clean. survive. And he didn't survive, <laughs> which I thought was a nice twist. That they're not afraid to kill off major characters. I think all of this is leading into the SSR being disbanded for and becoming S.H.I.E.L.D., essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because yeah. the SSR is completely ineffectual. But remember, she's got to become the head of the SSR. Oh, this is true. Yeah. So I think there's some room for this story to breathe. This is true. You know? I, I, um, it I would love, a, be great to see Tommy Lee Jones come back and do a guest spot. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I Because mean, he was probably, on the wall, too. He's probably out of their price range, though. I don't think so. I mean, look at, look at Samuel L. came in. Well, you had... Yeah, uh, but he was... Tommy Lee Jones was head of the SSR during World War II. Was he? Yeah. Is that, that how that played yeah, out? Yeah, he was the head of the SSR during World War II. Okay. I mean, they don't have to, but it'd be nice to see him do a little cameo. I, dude, if they can get him on for an episode, that would be great. Even for two minutes, like I, they did with, with Sam uh, Jackson. It, right? Sam Jackson <laughs> at the very end of that one episode of, yeah. of Agents. Uh, although next week, uh, I mean, <laughs> if with it being a finale and all, don't you feel like Tommy Lee Jones could like... That would be amazing. Like he could show up like we're predicting what's going to happen that's, on Tuesday That's night. cool as hell. I would love to see that. All right. And then how about... And uh, I love that they got the guy that played Stark. I mean, he's not a big star, but I yeah, love that he... Yeah, but why not? But him and in. Neil McDonough and like, you know, the only yeah. one that... I mean, it was nice to see the Howling Commandos. Uh, the Asian how guy about, wasn't there. How about Chad Michael Murray? Is that his name? Yeah. He did a good job. Yeah, he was great. You know, yeah, I was never like a fan of that dude, but I think he did he's, a good job. He's in got this. good chops, and he, he yeah. like he looks the part too. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Um, but it's been fun. Like it's been a fun show. Um, I know they were only setting it up as like an eight season or an eight episode run, and then we'll look at a second season. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which uh, it's it's funny though because now Agents of Shields coming back, yeah. and I'm kind of like I kind of wish there was more Agent Carter. Yeah, and exactly. Less Agent of exactly. Shield. I am not at all excited. Like I was for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming back last season. Well, but I think it's because that I've enjoyed the quality of Agent Carter. A- exactly. Know? And so exactly. it's like, I'm wondering if... Uh, Careful with that. I, I got Sorry. you. I'm trying not to kick it. Um, I wonder if uh, if this has been a detriment in some ways. Yeah. I doubt it because... Nah, because I- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to kick in full tilt. They've got this new superpower that... Home well, they're introducing the Inhumans and then they got mm-hmm. Age of Ultron. See, that's the other thing too. I think they yes. were smart... Uh, the storyline will tie into Age of Ultron when of that course. pops. So the season, the end of this season will tie into the movie. Of course. And if it's half as good as the end of last season, then yes. we've got something. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I, not to change gears, but I, I got to come clean. I, I've been watching the Constantine still. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad that it's I'm it's trying to catch up. Out. I'm trying to catch up. I'm back. I think I'm on episode six right it's now. It's still not like the greatest thing ever, but but I do find it entertaining. He's mm-hmm. grown on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but man, I sure hated his ass in the beginning. He was terrible in the beginning. If you say so. I, I, I just did not like him at all. <laughs> He's still kind of a dick. Um, and not, not like enjoyably watching, you know. He's just kind of an ass. I, I, but well, I, I've enjoyed the stories a little bit more. There's a chance. Because they haven't officially canceled it yet. They're Sci-fi gonna, is what I'm hearing. Well, I'm hearing that. And I'm hearing that they're gonna, NBC's going to let them producers come in and pitch season two. Essentially like... This yeah. is our plans for next season. This is what we want to do with it, you know. Um, so, you know, Constantine still has a chance. Uh, but I just wonder if I actually like it or if I'm just invested because I've been watching it. Well, you know? I kind of feel that way about Gotham right now. Like, Yeah, I'm sort of over the Gotham. I, I, I can't tell. Like, here's the thing. But the Joker... I haven't was, seen that episode yet. Oh, my God. I, I'm, that's the next that one. That was the one thing that's happened in the last three weeks that I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. But that I'm, kid was amazing. I'm really enjoying the penguin, though. Like, the, or yeah, on that, I can take it or leave it. But here's the thing: 
the guy from uh, the OC, uh, the the guy that played yeah. Jim Gordon. Yeah. Uh, I like what he's doing, but he's striking me as very one note, which is yeah. like he's he's always always yelling, and yeah. Donald Logue is always like, "Well, come on, Jim." He's yeah, like, we got yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, the writers of this show need to like give they, these people some more depth. Like now, Marina Baccarin has stepped up a lot and has become the love interest on the show, which I, I, it's kind of rough. I, I, I hate to say it though because. Uh, just give it a, give it a, the next episode. The one no, with Joker. no, the, the Barbara Gordon character is totally unlikable. And oh, of course. I'm wondering if they just were like, let's put her to the side yeah. because she's totally unlikable. She's horrible. There's nothing redeeming about this character. She's got to go through some sort of, and they hint at that. I don't want to spoil anything. They hint at she she finds out that he's dating. You know, what's her name? Oh, and she probably loses her shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she's already been like drunk all the time and. You know. She's an unlikable character on a show. She's got to find a way to be redeemable. She should never have been a main character on Mm-mm. the show. Mm-mm. Like ever. Like they made a mistake with that. Yeah. And I think Which, they realized but that. But here's the thing. I think, I think they realized it too. Because she got written off of that show like that. Real fast. Like that. All of a sudden they're like, you were in the background. Like, but yeah. the problem is at some point you got to... You got to bring her back. You got to bring her back. Yeah. But she didn't have to be a main character. She no. could just sort of be like, she shows up. I, I think what know. could happen... A smart way to do that would be to have her go soul searching. Sure. She's got to go, you know, maybe he spends some time dating, you know, Marina Baccarin. And, and, is that you saying, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then maybe, you know, they leave it open like, well, you know, if, if things don't work out, uh, you know, I wish you well, but, you know, don't don't forget about Doesn't me. Doesn't it just piss you off, though, every time you see, like, Marina Baccarin or, like, every time Castle's on, you're like... Why the fuck aren't we not watching a Firefly exactly. TV show? <laughs> it's killing me. Did you see The Big Bang this week? I did not. I, Fillion's I'm like, on it. I'm like three episodes behind. Yeah, on Big Bang it was well. not as as good as I was hoping from Fillion because I know he's he's just got so many good chops. They just didn't write a, a good a good episode for what him. Big Bang didn't have great writers. What? Easy now. Don't go knocking the Big Bang. Big Bang is great, dude. Look, Big Bang is like the king of standards. They do some really great jokes and <laughs> yeah. they've got some good setup. Uh, they they put together a, a very watchable a great TV ensemble. Show. Sure, it's a very watchable show that uh, uh, is the writers do a very good job of appealing to the widest demographic possible. Okay, so all right, and I, no, but I say that fully knowing that I love I I've watched every episode of that show and rewatched every episode yeah. of that show. TBS has been killing me with the Big Bang, yeah. dude, and and Channel Thirteen when TBS doesn't have it on. Nice, it's like they coordinated. When you're not showing it, we'll show it. You know. Well, um, I, I, I'm like at a loss for words. Uh, I was gonna. Oh, the Flash. That's what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. So that if just you're keeps not getting better, if you're not watching the Flash, <laughs> you were quite literally missing out on the best show on TV. I don't know if I'd go that far on on network TV. I'm saying as far as superheroes go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the best. I, I will give you that. Uh, the best genre show because. I love The Walking Dead. Like, I really yeah, love The Walking Dead. Yeah. But The Walking Dead, the back half of the season, I think is going to be rough. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's going to be great. You think so? I, I don't think it's going to be bad. I think oh, it's going to be hard to watch. Well, I mean, look what they... They've already killed off, yeah. like, two main characters. And but like, I don't see them killing off a whole lot more in the next couple episodes. No, I, I mean, yeah, no. you got to realize they're heading toward the, the sanctuary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they're fine. I think it's going to be... I'm just kind of tripping on all the haters out there. It's like, 
What do you think is going to happen? Oh, there's a lot of people that have no... They, they're, they're like... I, I was reading an online forum, basically, that was somebody was like, I'm not watching this show anymore until I figure out what the end game is. And my response was, there is no end game. No. Like, how have you it's not survival. figured this out? I, like, there will never be an ending to this show. And the person's no. like, well, then I'm out. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> the reality of it. Yeah. There's no solving of any puzzles... And- this shit ain't lost. It ain't set yeah. up to be lost. And I've seen people talking about there's, there, you know, what happened to the zombies, dude? Go watch Z Nation if you want zombie kill of the week. That's not this show. But that's, but that's the thing. There, there has been zombies. But that's not the point of the no. show. It's a, it's a character driven drama with the about background survival. of it being in the zombie apocalypse. Yes. that's all. Yes. And when are people gonna figure that out? It's like it's boring. It's not boring. They're dealing with real life issues. Yes. You know, in a fantastic situation. Yes. Yeah, I, I get so frustrated with people who just don't get it. They don't get what the show is. But that's all right. But here's the thing. <laughs> with the numbers that show pulls, yeah. like it could be on forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Because even if it dilutes 10% there's, every year for the next there, 10 years. There's even a show where they talk about the show. Yes. How popular does this show have to be before <laughs> you get a show that talks about what just happened on the show? And quite literally, it's the Chris Farley sketch where he's like, yeah. remember the part where... Y- yeah. You were in the Beatles. <laughs> that, that was, was awesome. awesome. <laughs> like, that's totally what I. It. That's what I feel about the Talking Dead. Like it comes out, it's like, yeah. let's talk about what we just. We have a guest star who's like when they had the woman on for Community. I'm all, yeah. why the fuck is she there? Yeah. I'm like, she's I, super fan though. And that's okay. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But as a as a person that I'm watching, I'm like, so literally, you brought a famous person on to talk about the show that I just watched. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. I, it's I, kind of brilliant I, because a lot of people watch it. You I know? watch that religiously. I, I've watched it once. so really? I love it. I, I love it. I just It's not my cup of tea. You, you know what? Um, I think it, it really serves a very therapeutic purpose sure. for people who get sucked into this show and can't deal with the death of characters like Beth or, or whoever, Tyrese, Tyrese yeah. or T-Dog, that you get to see them... Yeah, they're actually okay. Did you hear? Did you hear? There was outrage because they killed Tyrese in Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> because because people are like, that's not right. It's Black History Month, and that's, you killed a black character on television. You have to do it during Black History Month because it gives that character more play. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Like they didn't film. I'm and go, sure. I'm sure. Like nobody was like, we're gonna air this episode on Martin Luther King's birthday. <laughs> like, that's not what they... Do you think that they even thought about it? No. Like, it was... They had to have come up. No, it didn't come up at all. That's... I think it would be hilarious, though. I, I think I think it's a great testament to the fact that when, when you got to a certain point last season, you had episodes where... I mean, you had that episode with Bob and uh, 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 Maggie and yeah. Sandra... It's Sandra, right? Is Tyrese's sister. Sasha? Sasha, there we go. Uh, where, I mean, two-thirds of the people that are starring in this episode are African-American. Yes. And yes. it's an episode about the three of them. Yeah. That was it, you know? Yeah. And Bob, like, leads episodes. And Tyrese, you literally had an episode. Yeah, you killed the character. But this guy carried the whole episode. He was the whole episode. And he did a great... Ch- yeah. Chad Chadman Bozeman? Is that who that is? Guy? The Chadwick Bozeman? Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. There you go. Fantastic job, you know, and it's funny because he's very in, in spite of the stupid directorial choices. I disagree. I, I thought it was a really well done. Stupid, episode. and a lot of people hate. Dude, I, the PowerPoint presentation at the end was friggin' dumb. You know what? They haven't had that technology in how many years? And all of a sudden, you're seeing like video screens going. It doesn't make any sense. And why does his dad listen to the BBC? 
because he was obviously in the military and served. Give me a London. break. Maybe his dad is what's his face. Uh, the the. <laughs> I don't know. I've got no good answer. <laughs> there for there were one. some really, and I, I think they were trying to be clever and trying to change it up. My point was, you don't have to change up the formula. The formula works, and it doesn't get old. Yeah, but uh, to me, it was an an interesting look at a character that did not fit in the world that he was living in. He was one of the few that would not I, change his I moral get values. That. But the lens flares did not make sense. You got a director that came in and tried something. If you didn't like it, oh well, move well, on. Well, let's hope they move on. Well, I'm sure that's not going to be the new norm of the TV let's show. Let's hope because it it almost ruined the episode for me. Eh, well. I literally sat there and I saw the videos like projectors over the governor and I'm like what the hell was that? <laughs> like, it totally pulled me out of the moment. Uh, well, and, and like, literally, I, I looked at Karen, I'm like, what the hell is that? I, I, I was not that indignant about it like you, so. Uh, <sighs> Either way, I'm in, but can we have, like, less lens flares? Is this, like... It's the J.J. Abrams not, school of directing. If he were him, I would have been okay with it, but... Because at least you know what you're getting with him. You know, Look, this other dude. Needs, if he's Michael, a Bay is, Michael Bay is directing was the shaky <laughs> was all shaky cam and explosions. Then JJ Abrams wasn't that is, the Escape from Terminus episode <laughs> yes, with the, it's all the bottle rocket explosion, <laughs> which is still the greatest. Like Steve getting mad about that. It's like I still love it. It's like really you want to watch her light off bottle rockets for a half. <laughs> yeah. So I still think we need to do that. I think we need to edit that together at some point. <laughs> I like mean, what, it's totally forgotten now. What but, really happened at Terminus? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. Other huge news this week. Uh, did you see that they greenlit another Alien film? No, I didn't hear that. Did you hear who the director is going to be? Um, is it Joss Whedon? It's Neil Blomkamp from District 9. Uh, really? Yeah. So what did that? Happen- I just watched District Nine this week. Yeah, you never seen it before? No, I've seen it, oh, but I, I watched it again. Movie. Look, District Nine is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Elysium has its problems, yeah. uh, and it's all right. It's a good movie. It's, though. A, it's watchable. It, I mean, it's not great, but it's like it's okay. You know, I'd watch it again. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm not like let's go watch Elysium, but it's all right. You know, um, and Chappie looks really interesting. Like I'm totally. I could take it or leave Johnny Five, dude. It, you know, yeah, I'm not sold it, yet. It could be dope, dude. Like, it could be okay. You don't know. You haven't. Real seen it Steel yet. was good. I actually I, really enjoyed Real Steel. I enjoyed not that too. Not being facetious at all. No, it was but, okay. So what it was, happened was... It was, you know, the war of the little built robot things just on a bigger scale. So... What, are, what do they call that? I don't... It's a, a Robot Wars. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It was Robot Wars, the the future version. I made Elena go see Real Steel like, yeah. at the movie theater. Did she enjoy it? it? She actually really liked it. Okay. She goes, She goes. I do not want to see this. I go, well, I do, and I'm paying for it, so yeah. let's just go. And You're then going. she was like, oh, this is a good movie. I kind of liked it. Um... So what happened, what, what's going on is uh, Prometheus 2 is coming out in Ooh. 2016. Like, that's on the docket. That was a pretty good film, dude. I, a lot of people hated it. I, I liked it, but I, I thought it, it was a really interesting way to like basically start a new franchise. Yeah. Uh, that it's just, been a long time since they did the first one. Not really. It's only been two years. Really? Yeah. It seems like it's been about eight. No, it's been two years. Um, but um, So what happened was is Neil Blomkamp like, started doing... Uh, pre-production artwork yeah. and like doing pre-production on an aliens movie that he was never going to make because really? he was intrigued by it. He goes, I just, so, is that what all that stuff online was? Yeah. But the, so it's got like, basically his idea is you just alien three and alien four, like don't exist. Yeah. Like you just go for whatever re- or you now is Sigourney going to be part of it. 
I, I don't know. Apparently, does like, it matter in his production stuff? He has Sigourney Weaver and Hicks. Wow. And an eight, like an older Newt, like wow, all having survived, and they like wake up. Oh, and, that's cool. And he's all. So maybe it was a dream. I, I don't know. Maybe you know what? I, I gotta say, I enjoyed the Alien versus Predator franchise, but those movies are not good. Not in comparison to the first two. No, they're not good. I, I see. Here's they're the enjoyable, but they're just not good films. I think Alien Three actually holds up, and especially once again, I've said this before on the podcast, but watch the director's cut. And yeah. at some point, yeah. we'll sit down and we, you, you can watch the director's cut. With but you me. know what I'm saying? When they cross yeah. the two franchises. Oh well, those movies are—they were just there to sell tickets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you played. You gave me the game yes. when it first came like out, way, and I played that ago. shit for. Ever. That's a fun game. Man. I loved that game. But I, I am totally intrigued by the prospect of a Neil Blomkamp directed yeah. Yeah, Alien Yeah, I'm definitely in. I'm in. Like, I had no idea. I just, now, you know what I would love to see? Not to change, change gears. Um, I really enjoyed I Am Number 4. And there's oh, a whole series. Never going to happen. They tried. I know. I know. It, it, I, I thought it was a great franchise. That's this what they just, were trying. And it yeah, just didn't happen. It just fell flat. They didn't get... Kind of like with Firefly, it's a great franchise. Now they're not on the same level. Don't no, don't get I, crazy. I still think I still think they're uh, Firefly, Universal is or Fox, whoever. I think Universal owns the rights to it. Uh, they're sitting on their hands, yeah. a la Star Trek, and they're going to come back in like another five mm-hmm. or seven years. Uh, once Castle has run its course, I yeah, they're waiting. Josh Whedon, they're going to come back because there, there is, there is money to be made on that franchise. Oh, Shitload of money, and at a certain point, all those it's actors, already making money. All those actors going to need work, <laughs> and the longer they sit on it, the more people are going to want it. Whether or not it comes now, I, I know that I know that in their brains, they're like, we should make a movie, yeah, because a movie. But I'm like, fuck that, dude. Come no, back, go back do, to the series, but do a do a a eight to ten episode run. Yeah, I'd be, okay yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I know I said before, but now that I see Agent Carter and some of these other shows, I'm down. I'm ready because well, it's, it's they're taking they're finally taking the British model, man, and they're going to mm-hmm. run with it. But uh, do it on, while Castle is on break, dude. You can never like they're not on break long enough. They do 24 yeah. episodes a year. Uh, honestly, uh, Castle's cool, but it just it is it's yeah, but it's about to run its course. Man. Uh, let's hope because I'm I'm kind of over it, dude. Uh, you know, my wife watches it religiously. And I was in for the first few seasons, but at this point, he's become like a private detective, and he's no longer hanging out. It's it's done, dude. I mean, they're, like, they're exploring he, that. It'd be shit. like Stephen King becoming a private detective. That's totally it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Stephen King? They went off the rails when they kicked him out of the precinct. Oh, is he not allowed in there? No, anymore? he's he somehow. I don't know what happened, but for some reason, they kicked him out because he got too involved with something or other. And, so now he's he's got his own private eye business. Can and- I just point out the fact that I, the premise of the show was that he was a a writer mm-hmm. that came in to help on a case, mm-hmm. and it was like somehow that turned into five seasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like yeah. now you're stretching. Well, and it was all meant for research, right? For his book, right? And you then know, now and, it's and the like- and the chief or the the commissioner was a fan. It, it's like it's kind of like done. elementary on CBS <laughs> as opposed to like Sherlock on BBC. Yeah, like you've done just only nine movies or nine yeah. you know ninety minute movies out of the BBC. Meanwhile, the Sherlock on CBS has run for four seasons. And at a certain point, you're like, what you got? Your stories are, like first off, Lucy Liu's eyes crooked oh, as ever. God, leave Lucy Liu alone. <laughs> second dude. off, second off, uh, as much as I like Johnny Lee Miller, uh, he is no Benedict Cumberbatch, sir. You know. No. Uh, but your, your, your storytelling is going to get weak because yeah. you, you can only tell the same type of story so many times. That's kind of the problem with those sorts of shows. 
You know, and why do they all have to be police procedurals? Yeah, why does every show need to be a police procedural? Yeah, I, it's kind of it's after SBU. I was sort of done with all that stuff. Look, Law and Order is a fantastic show. Yeah, if you want to, and but there's 20 years of that shit to yes, watch. Yes, there is. But did I need Law and Order? Uh, uh, SVU like I can't watch SVU because it's too violent like Criminal Minds but the Criminal Intent Criminal Intent was actually not bad because I liked Vincent D'Onofrio I like him as an actor I didn't really care for the show SVU was cool because it you know, no, it went to a different level. But for you know what I like? I like Law and Order LA that only lasted for like a season wasn't that like Marky Mark or no it was uh, Chris O'Donnell wasn't it or is no, that Terrence Howard was in that oh pff, never mind how can dude? Are you watching Empire? No, I'm not. Dude, that show's dope. I he bugs it's like, me. Dude. It's like he bugs me. No then. No it's way. like Nashville for black people, which is why. It, yeah, it, I ain't watching Nashville either. I uh, I made the mistake of because Elena was whining about not having a show. Whatever, you watching it? No, I, I cannot. It is so <laughs> it is so dopey. And I'll, I'll sit down and I'm like, look, I could stare at Connie Britton all day, every day, and be perfectly <laughs> content. But uh, this show is dopey as fuck. Like yeah. I can't do it. So uh, didn't get another season too. Uh, naturally, it's still going strong, yeah, man. Yeah, people watch it. Like you know, different strokes for different folks, my yeah. my friend. Uh, you know what you did mention earlier? When real quick before we go out, we would we, we were going to talk about SNL forty. Yeah, what did was, you think about SNL? 40? It was a little sad to me. Sad? Why yeah. was it sad? Um, and maybe we just are, are remembering with our old people glasses, but it just seems like it it kind of lost something. You you had a couple of eras that were really strong. Oh, I think it goes through. Obviously, that. the original was strong. You had the Mike Myers era and yeah. Dana Carvey era that was strong. Eddie Murphy obviously was in a, a pretty strong period. Well, by himself, he was in a pretty yeah, strong period. Yeah. Um, and then you had um, the, uh, what was the, the fourth one that Will was? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. That whole season, that whole era was. Well, good. you had, I mean, look, what, SNL is definitely a show that goes through ebbs and flows. It really um, does. And right now, right it's now, ebbing. I think it's a, it's in a down, you're in a little bit of a downside right now. There's some funny stuff, but most of the bits I've seen coming out of there are not high quality. No. Uh, you, you know, I think Louis CK nailed it. It's like, why don't they pre-record all of it? Cause those bits, they've only had 17 bits in 40 years cause they're well, long. I, I think what's funny though, is you came out of a really strong, uh, uh, like the, you had a strong sequence of yeah. about three or four years yeah. with like, uh, with Andy, Andy Samberg, Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig, um, Bill Hader, you know, uh, Jason Sudeikis. That was a strong cast. And I enjoyed was those. Was Tina Fey there as well? Yeah. The, the, and she and was, Amy Poehler? It was like the end of yeah. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler leading into, like you had like about three or four years of really yeah. good quality stuff, yeah. you know? Um, um, and, and, you know, it, it comes and goes because it's like, if you remember like in the, uh, the, the, <laughs> Late '80s, early '90s, like the Dana Carvey, mm-hmm. like there were some really stinking up. It's like some stinkers in there, you know. But yeah. we all remember, like, oh well, Chris Farley, and yeah. But it's like, yeah, but you also had to sit through I, I Jimmy Fallon and of... uh, Horatio Sands giggling through all of their. Uh... Dude, I I like that stuff. Oh, I can't. Say I him. think Jimmy Fallon. I know you don't like him. I think he's an incredible impressionist. I think the I, I agree with that. all of his like impressions that he did on SNL uh-huh. were spot on. They and are. He, he really shined on Celebrity Jeopardy. 
Yes, but I also, every one of them was perfect. I, I think Jimmy Fallon. Uh, uh, he's he was to me. He was always like when you looked at that cast was like the fifth or sixth best person on the cast. Yeah, maybe. He was never the best person on the cast at any given time. And the only skits that I really liked him in were the stuff he did with Horatio Sands. Yeah. Or with Will Ferrell, you know, the Celebrity Jeopardy, where he was always like sort of with somebody else. Yeah. Or uh, 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 like a... Well, I think that's why he's strong on The Tonight Show or whatever he's on. Well, I think with that... Is that he's always working off of the guests. He's better when he works with somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, um... yeah, talented there, as hell though, dude. There were some great moments on the on the SNL. I thought the Celebrity Jeopardy killed it, dude. Yeah, like I was laughing uncontrollably because that's such a well written bit. It was okay. No, it is that is an easy bit to I knock think, out of the ball. I think Norm Macdonald kind of dragged that stuff down at the end. Oh no, the, the tur- finish was the really tur- weak. Ferguson. Well, it's a it's always got a, a weak yeah, go out. Yeah, I, I think they could have really driven him. But I love that like new characters kept showing up. Like, like Matthew shows. McConaughey with you know with the Jim Carrey. Did you pre-record? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that like, was pretty brilliant. With the uh, uh, with, but when did he show the thought? Yeah, uh, I didn't get my invite. Or <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I'm late. He's like, oh, you weren't invited. But all all that everything in that bit. The only yeah. thing that didn't work. I, I do like the girl that did does the Justin Bieber stuff. Yeah, or Justin Bieber impersonation. It just wasn't working. But it, but compared to everybody else that was there, yeah. even like it, and the guy that does the Christoph Waltz is like. Pitch fucking perfect, dude. Yeah. Um, um, but it's like, you know, it's like, it was just like, you know, it's yeah. like you're kind of the weakest one of the bunch here. Yeah. But it's kind know. of hard to beat the Sean Connery and the Turd Ferguson and, you know, the, the McConaughey. The McConaughey was pretty. I mean, you're fighting against Jim Carrey, you know? Uh, that's, yeah. How are you going to fight Jim Carrey? You're not. You're not. I did watch The Dumb and Dumber 2. What did you think of that? Um, yeah. You didn't like it? It, it was kind of, it was okay. I thought it was really funny. It was, it was a little sad to me. Watching, you know what really hurts about that, and and Carrie and I are in agreement on this. To watch Jeff Daniels do the most amazing show of the last ten years in the newsroom, the show that I would kill to see another five years of because it was so relevant okay. and said everything that I would love to hear somebody say. Okay, to see him go from that role back to friggin' Harry. Just it hurts, dude. Yeah, but doesn't that like it doesn't that it's a testament to his skills. Yeah, as an actor, I but go, oh my I, god, I what a step that. back, dude. No, not at all, man. For me it is. For me it is. Because he finally had that legitimacy. Jeff Daniels has always had legitimacy. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He has this a, put him a on a whole career. new pedestal for me. Okay. And to see him kind of step back was hard to watch. That's that's the only problem I had with the film. It was funny. But every I just couldn't get away from from watching. Yeah, well, that you're character. too connected to newsroom. Too connected. I really am. Uh, well, uh, Dumb and Number Two. I, that's once again. <laughs> if you have not seen it, uh, fun movie. Check it out. Go out and watch it. Um, we're gonna. I think we're gonna wrap it up for. Yeah, it's cool, man. Like I, like I said, totally informal today. Uh, this will probably be our least downloaded episode ever. <laughs> but uh, Chris, I thought we had some funny moments in uh, here. We did. We did. It we, was it was uh, it was good to be able to get it out because it's been it's been too many days since we've seen each other. It's been, it's more of a discussion piece today than our normal nerd life crisis and, podcast. And uh, my condolences to anybody who tried to get their Comic Con tickets and oh, didn't. Oh my god. Uh, one hour, dude. One fucking hour. It sold, it sold out, out in an hour, huh? One hour. I couldn't even log in. I was going to try and buy my girls' tickets, and I, you know, I forgot about it until about eight forty-five. Forget it. Well, but here's the thing: on that day, like when there's the ticket, there's never a ton of tickets available. No. And the, the the demand 
it, it just sort of outweighs the supply at this point. Yeah, and yeah. there's a very good chance that like we will miss Comic Con at some yeah, point. Yeah, which is gonna make me sad. Yeah, but um, honestly, man, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. But but I'm also I could take it or leave San Diego. Dude. Nah, man, no. It's like I'm it's, more looking forward to WonderCon. It's well, really we're, hey, WonderCon's gonna be great, man. We're excited. Have you got your tickets yet? I have not, but I'm gonna get. Oh, them you idiot! Get those tickets before will, it sells out. Because all those people who are missing out are gonna go to WonderCon. Are gonna go to WonderCon. I know, but I, my plan was to get it first of March. I, I just got check in the mail. Yeah, so. that's that's my plan too. I gotta get the kids. Yeah. So, so. um uh but uh yeah, WonderCon. Well we're excited. We're gonna be there. Um I gotta pay for my table first of March. <laughs> oh is that our But I'm confirmed. Around? I've got the the paperwork and I have email showing that they said hey you can pay on March first. Okay. So it's it's all good. But yeah man I've been I ordered the Grace T shirts. Cool. We'll have those by then we'll have our Nerdcast pod uh Nerd Nerd, Nerd, Nerd Life, Life podcast shirts as well. Um, Grace, the rest of them will be here from the boat. Um, I just got the first 150 expedited a couple weeks ago. So nice. the, the other ones should be here in another week or so. I cool. definitely have them by, by WonderCon. Oh, also, uh, uh, Adam Klein, if you are listening, congratulations on winning. Oh yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Stuff this month. We'll get that sent out to you. Uh, in the I got to give you some CDs. Yeah. We'll, we'll grab it before I go today. And, uh, uh, all right guys. Well, uh, once again, uh, uh I'm Ron Milt. Chris there. Not available. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we are having a nerd life crisis. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Music for the Nerd Life Crisis podcast is provided by Big Papa and the TCB. All music available at bptcb.com or at iTunes. The Nerd Life Crisis is recorded at the Inland Blue Studios. Make sure to subscribe to the Nerd Life Crisis at iTunes and like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Nerd Life Crisis. Nerd Life Crisis.